Look at that flesh, pink and plump. Hello, little girl. Tender and fresh. Hello, everybody. Welcome back Hello. to the Film Buds podcast. This is episode number 102. And my name is Henry. And my name is Henry, too. Yeah, uh, no <laughs> Chloe this time around. She wanted to be here, but was unable to. But she should be back for next week. But thank you, Henry, for uh, coming back on the show. Thank Been you with us a few me. times. And this time around, we are going to be talking about Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. And then a retro review of Into the Woods from 2014. And so another kind of a Disney doubleheader. Yeah. And we also might touch on that new Star Wars trailer, the final trailer that just premiered last night. Uh, we have a, a listener response on Joker from one of our friends, and so that should be really fun to get to. So a lot of good stuff and you know all of the usual things. So thank you for downloading once again. Well, Henry, how are you? Pretty good. Good? Yeah, can't complain. Yeah. I love the cloudy, rainy weather that we've been having. Yes, finally, it's uh, it's fall. It, it feels like there. it. Yeah. yeah. Especially in North Carolina. You yeah. know, you get that good stuff. Yeah. Well, anything going on with you these days? Any um, new art projects? Any? Yeah, I've been working on some commission work, um, which has been really fun. And just trying to get my work out there and people looking at it. Um, yeah, pretty much same old. Yeah. Keeping on, keeping on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, for me, I'm, I'm usually struggling to find things to talk about. Chloe usually will. <laughs> she has <laughs> always so has. much on her mind. Yeah. <laughs> I did well in my midterms in school. Oh, good. So that's a relief. Awesome. You know, all that good stuff. And so yeah. otherwise, she's been working and doing the usual yeah. thing. Uh, and I guess if just in case you have missed, you know, any of the last few episodes, new Music Buds episode is up. Uh episode three and so you can yeah. check that out on itunes and the announcement officially of theater buzz oh yes which i'm so excited about yes and so <laughs> that yeah so yeah well that's this is the official announcement on the show yeah and so i guess that's <laughs> we did just start music buds we know that but i figured why not do a third one yeah before somebody else does that's true yeah we have claimed yeah the name but the, yeah, the Theater Buds podcast, which would be an even more irregular kind of show, maybe once every two months, something like that, should be coming in January of the, the new year. And we'll, we'll just be reviewing, you know, plays, uh, famous playwrights, all of that stuff. And so it should be a similar structure to uh, what this show is and Music Buds, just about theater. And of course, we have plenty of people like yourself who are big theater fans. Yeah. And so we'll have some cool guests on and, and all that good stuff. So the maybe logo. we can get Chloe to read a monologue or something. Yes, maybe we can do a little live do reading. A, a Lady Macbeth or yeah, something. Yeah, instead of doing a clip for like <laughs> yeah. a movie, we can just do a little live reading. So the logo is being designed as we speak by the person who designed the, the Film Buds and the Music Buds logo. So that, that'll come eventually. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. So, Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so all right well anything else before we uh jump right in um it's spooky month so yes 
Lots right. of good movies to be watching. I watched the Suspiria remake the other day. Ah, for the f- first time? For the time? first time, yeah. Okay. And I was very impressed. Okay. Tilda Swinton. Oh, yeah. That's all I can say. She's the best, you know? <laughs> Gotta so, love. Yeah. But yeah, it's our, now are you someone who likes to watch horror movies a lot in October? Or are you just, just every once in a while? Every once in a while, but in October the passion comes alive, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. So, gotta get in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> any Any big plans for Halloween? You know, not really. I I usually do. Um, when I was in school, I would do stuff with friends, but now we're all sort of scattered to the wind. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I guess we should say one cool thing that I was telling Chloe about last night is we got an email from a small uh, motion picture company that sent us a screener for a movie that next week we'll probably review in the picks of the week. And wow. so, yeah, that was pretty fun to that's, get that's uh, really in, cool. yeah in the mail so all right well uh, i guess with all that said we can jump into yeah. our first review which is maleficent mistress mistress of evil excuse me <laughs> we have mouthful. a mouthful cl- yeah we have a clip <laughs> let's take a listen i remember the story of a baby a baby cursed to sleep and never wake up really Who would do such a terrible thing to an innocent child? Well, there are many who prey on the innocent. I'm sure your kind would agree. What do you mean, my kind? She means humans. There are fairies missing from the moors. What I'm missing is some wine. Stolen by human poachers. That's the first I've heard of it. Someone gave the order. Okay, so Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, is directed by Joachim Roning. It's uh, a difficult name. And it stars Angelina Jolie, Elle Fanning, Harris Dickinson, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sam Riley, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Ed Screen. Screen? Do you know? I think it's Screen. Screen. Maybe it's Screen. Robert Lindsay, Juno Temple. Uh, Melda Staunton. Yep. And... Leslie Manville, and the synopsis is Maleficent and her goddaughter Aurora begin to question the complex family ties that bind them as they are pulled in different directions by impending nuptials, excuse me, uh, (laughs) and unexpected allies and dark new forces at play. So yeah, and I guess we we should say this, we did, I guess maybe... One of the first times you were on, we did yeah. review the first Maleficent a few months ago as a little Disney retro review special, mm-hmm. and so you can check that one out as well. But this is the highly anticipated sequel, which you've been looking forward to, Henry. Very much so. Yeah, quite a bit. <laughs> so Waiting on bated breath. Yeah. So what you think? I was really impressed. It Honestly, it didn't disappoint. Um, I think... It wasn't in as much of development hell as the first film, so it really benefited from that, like having very few blips on its production from start to finish. Um, Although there were some minor changes that happened along the way that I feel like uh, they maybe lost sight of what they were trying to do originally. But overall, I think they pulled it together really nicely. Yeah. Um, And I was pleasantly surprised by certain elements of the movie that... I really didn't expect and I thought that was um, you know really good on them for doing something 
original and the sequel that almost made it a stronger film than the first film, I think. Yeah. So so overall, you like it better than the first one? Possibly. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm sitting right now, although okay. I think maybe it'll change with more rewatches or... Yeah. I don't know, but I think it's pretty strong. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I liked it. I, I didn't... I don't think I liked it as much as you, but mm-hmm. I I wanted to love the first Maleficent and this one as well, and I, yeah. I don't think that... I like either as much as I would like to, mm-hmm. but I, I'm always up for a good dark fantasy movie. And so, I mean, I, I did like it. I think it's yeah. the visually, I really enjoyed it. And I think that the dynamics between Angelina Jolie and like Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. are solid. Yeah. I, my big complaint is I just wish that they hadn't kind of put Angelina Jolie in the background a little yeah. bit because she's so good in it. Yeah, and that character is so interesting that I would so much rather spend more time with her than these new characters who you don't care all We're that not much that for. Invested in them, exactly. And also, it's called Maleficent. Exactly. Like, let's focus on this Maleficent story where you know she's discovering herself. Yeah, you know. And I mean, I think the highlight is the dinner. Yeah. Sink. Oh, uh, definitely. Yeah, where it's just this very kind of like passive aggressive. Yeah. The, uh, the tension is so palpable. Yeah. And so stuff like that I loved, uh, but I think one big issue that I also had with the first movie is Elle Fanning is, she's not terrible, it's just she's <laughs> very vanilla, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. and she's just not nearly as captivating as I think someone else could be in that role. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've, I've liked her in things, yeah. uh, but in this, I, I think she doesn't always sell it totally for me, Yeah. but I, I did really like Michelle Pfeiffer in it quite a bit. I mean, of course, of, of course, uh, of course, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. And you can tell that she's loving every scene that she's in. Yeah. Like just reveling and being evil. Yeah. She's kind of having a bit of a, not a comeback, but like, yeah. I think she was quiet for a while. And then she, she was first she, back on the um, scene, took time off when her kids were younger to spend time with her kids mm. and, you know, really be a mother. And yeah. Now that they're starting to get a little older, she's, you know, doing a little more acting mm-hmm. and other opportunities like making the fragrance that i'm wearing (laughs) oh yeah that's right yeah yeah and yeah so i i think that one so this is directed by the guy or one of the co-directors of the fifth pirates of the caribbean Mm -hmm. so he didn't really set a high bar for himself no (laughs) and i I think that it's it's not poorly directed but i think it's a little all over the place it's a bit, bit of a mess and it's just not nearly as not just focus, but it, it doesn't feel it doesn't flow as well as I yeah. think it, it could. It feels sort of disjointed. Yeah, like there are a lot of different elements at play, and it's like a few different plot lines that maybe don't go anywhere, and then plot lines are brought back from the very beginning, and we're like, oh, that was a thing that we didn't really talk about at all, and like, you know, it it sort of meanders. Yeah, but, and so I, since he did direct the the fifth pirates with someone else, I don't know if yeah. that has anything to do with it, but. The direction was maybe a, a little a little weak. Yeah. And this is written by Linda Wolverton, mm-hmm. who is just killing the game. Like yeah. she's, and you, you sent me the, the uh, not the official s- script, but the, what would you call it? A draft? Of, uh, yeah, like a development script. Of the first film, which had some interesting changes and uh, which I guess we touched on yeah. uh, on the first uh, film review. Mm-hmm. But she's written like, Every big Disney movie, yeah, she, I mean, she wrote did Beauty and the Beast, both Alice in Wonderlands, yeah, and I, I guess both 
Beauty and the Beast. I think yeah, she wrote the original yeah. and uh, the new one. And Disney's uh, first live action Snow White, which does mm. exist. It was on um, the Wonderful World of Disney and the Hallmark Channel in 2001. Interesting. Yeah. And it has Miranda Richardson as the queen and a Canadian actress. Um, she's like Canadian, German, Chinese as Snow White, hmm. which is pretty cool because they cast a woman of color for Snow White. Yeah. Back in oh. 2000. Oh, yeah. Like amazing. Yeah. And uh, did she write the new? Did she write the Lion King? Yeah. Um, oh, and she she, yeah. she wrote the original Lion King she as well. She wrote the original, yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... She's, yeah, quite a yeah. quite a list, <laughs> an extensive catalog. Yeah, for sure. So it's, and I mean, even with that said, I don't know if every script she does is fantastic, no. but I still think that she has an interesting style, and I think that she has a grasp on these, yeah, big blockbuster I, I think fantasy she knows films. What Disney wants and needs, yeah, and sort of gives them enough for them to work with, yeah. And then I guess it maybe depends on the director to interpret it, yeah successfully or maybe not so much <laughs> yeah i think that and i was reading an interview with him he was talking about trying to bring make sure there was emotion in yeah. a blockbuster sequel which i don't know if i always got yeah. from that because I, I think there's i don't think there's a scene in this that really matches the scene like the scene in the first one where she loses her wings yeah like that scenes like that really kind of make you feel how it's sharp. Yeah, it's sharp yeah. and it's really kind of commenting on that human mm-hmm. condition. And you really get an understanding of why she's so misunderstood. Yeah. And and in this, there's a few things like that. But again, it's a little all over the place. So you kind yeah. of lose that focus. I think in the first film, the scene that you mentioned is one of the driving forces of her character arc for the rest of the film. Yeah. So it's, it's really integral with the story that's being told and in the sequel there are a few moments where i think they really do attempt to touch on that amount of emotion but it's more of like a consequence to something that's happening in the film not really a um catalyst for something bigger yeah so yeah they're different yeah for sure i mean because i think that the one the most interesting dynamic in this is dealing with this kind of uh, dominating somewhat vicious mother Mm -hmm. and her daughter. Um, And it's just not really like that's is what's so interesting. And especially in, that's what we all wanted to see. (laughs) Exactly. Especially in in a Disney film like this, but it, it doesn't always come through. No, but I, even with that said, I mean, I like Chiwetel Ejiofor in it. And I like that whole, underground you know like almost like secret society kind of deal uh uh, with that that group and i love the designs for them too yes uh the scene where they were talking about like we used to exist in forests and the desert and etc and and all these different uh like color patternings on Mm. the wings and um you know you got the sense that it was really a group of people that was very diverse yeah and had once lived everywhere Mm. you know and sort of come together to survive i i thought it was really well done yeah um, the design of everything yeah um and i yeah so i i i enjoyed 
I'm, it, I always find it refreshing just to see a, a fantasy film, even if it's not uh, a masterpiece, masterpiece, but yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, I mean, it's a cool film, cool little yeah. film. And I wish that they would just go continue to make kind of darker films like this. Mm-hmm. Um, even, even though it doesn't push the limits completely, yeah. I, I still enjoyed it compared it's, to it's almost just sort of like barely touching on, mm-hmm. you know, how dark it could be. But, yeah. And I think, as we said before, Angelina Jolie is like just so good in this. So perfect. You know, and, and she was perfect in the first one, too. Yeah. And people I, I was reading like comments uh, and people are like are obsessed that with when she has her hair down. Yeah. People are like people love it. Going crazy. They, for they love her hair down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it's I, I mean, she doesn't have a ton of amazing performances under her belt. I, yeah. I don't think I mean, she has. I think Changeling. Did, did Changeling, you see that? I think that's, that's still, the exact one that I was going to say. That's, I think that's the one she's always going to be uh, renowned. It's, it's, yeah, it's going to yeah. be sort of held up. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is also one of her, her better performances. Because yeah. it's so iconic. I mean, to take on a character like that yeah. and translate it to live action so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only word that like comes out of my mouth when I'm talking about her. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... The design of the character, yeah. how it's written, it's yeah, it's really uh, quite a um, fascinating yeah. character. And so, I mean, I would even though I didn't love the movie, I would still happily see more as long as she's as long as front she's and doing center. It, yeah, yeah. And, and there was actually talk of putting her version of Maleficent in the Kingdom Hearts video games. Oh, if you've heard of yeah, those. yeah. yeah. Because in the originals, they had the animated Maleficent, and then they've been making newer games. And uh, they talked about using her character, which I'm not really a video game person, but I would play them if it was <laughs> Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I'm i trying to think of other things to say. It's... Yeah. I, I mean, anything else for you that stuck out as being a, kind of... A, you being more... Yeah. Um, familiar with the world, I guess. Uh, well, the costume designer, Ellen Mirajnik, mm-hmm. um, is one of my favorite designers uh, working today. What else has um, she done? Well, if Chloe were here, we would both start <laughs> singing Cinderella songs. Oh, she, of course. She did sure. the 1997 Cinderella with Whitney Houston. Right. And I saw those costumes back in August, and it was so emotional for me because that yeah. was one of my favorite movies growing up. Um, and I think it's hard to come into a sequel and design for characters that someone else has already designed for. Mm. And I think she did it really well and actually uh, gave audiences what we wanted more of, um, especially for Aurora in the first film, she had very sort of uh, medieval drab outfits. And in this one, I think her, her outfits were a lot more spectacular and in the vein of the animated film, Mm -hmm. which, uh, at least people on my Instagram have been very happy about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Michelle Pfeiffer's costumes. I, I think it was really cool how they took the architecture of her setting the castle and then let that inspire her like really rigid. Right. Designs. Yeah, yeah. Like in the dinner scene that you mentioned, she was wearing um, it's a gown, but it's styled like armor and she has all of these metallic pieces that, hmm. you know, even, having a dinner with the 
in-laws, you know, she's ready to fight. Yeah. And I, I think it's really uh, subtle cues like that, that maybe you don't pick up on uh, immediately, but they sort of sit in the back of your mind uh, subconsciously. It's like, oh, she's wearing armor. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a nice touch, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But the the costume design is re- always, I mean, it's yeah. really good yeah. and definitely one of the stronger aspects mm-hmm. of the movie, especially her. I mean, you see it in the trailer, but the, yeah, the not, not, not see through app. No. Yeah. Or it's, it's the sort of like, it almost looks like war paint. Yeah. That, yeah. that is fantastic. Yeah. I was like, all right, I'm in. I know. I, you know, when uh, I first saw it, I thought that it was CGI. Mm. Um, and it's actually a power mesh mm. suit. And they painted all of the black parts on her body. Yeah. Um, which I had mad respect for because it doesn't look like she's wearing mesh. It mm. looks like she has paint. Anyway. Yeah. It, it was really a unique design. And I, I like that they tried something creative. Yeah. Uh, I think the, I mean, I guess similar to the first film, the third act as with many, it kind of becomes a big yeah. CG kind of almost Marvel esque. Yeah, very uh, much so. Yeah, which I mean, there are a few moments, but again, it's stuff it's like that. Almost. Yeah, I mean, it's almost obligatory to have it in, but it's yeah. at times it does get a little tiring. But I, again, I think that does kind of come down to some of the direction, and yeah. you know, so. And also, I think uh, when you're dealing with like a, a high fantasy film, at least now, when practical effects aren't being used as much as they used to it's going to turn into CGI everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually, uh, they used almost fully tangible sets um, with like blue screen for the sky and stuff like that. But the the garden set outside was mm-hmm. real. You know, they had shrubberies and, bushes yeah, yeah. and everything. And so I'm really glad that it wasn't like the live action Alice in Wonderlands where it was just green screen completely. Oh boy. You know, I... I <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, we yeah. we talked about the first one or or the first yeah the tim burton movie yes uh and chloe hadn't hasn't seen that the second one have you seen that i did unfortunately yeah i which i had my mind open mm. i was ready to same here you know you know but, yeah. yeah and but i mean with that film in particular yeah. especially over the years this that green yeah. screen is so obvious and yeah. it's it does not it hasn't held up no <laughs> i mean but in that film and i mean of course i'm going to go to it but like yeah i would say one of the only good things is the mad hatter johnny depp yeah cuz that's like actually feels like it has emotion in it yeah. you know the him and dealing with i guess almost like a ptsd sort yeah. of yeah. from events that transpired yeah and so when that happened because it's pretty early on i was like oh yeah. wow this is actually gonna get kind of dark and everything yeah. but then that character is kind of pushed away Tossed aside. Uh, yeah unfortunately mm-hmm. but so i uh, so i mean i i am glad in this there is yeah. at least some practical work especially i mean with angelina julie like yeah. we were just saying so that really does help ground that character especially for sure and um, they did have her in like flying rigs for a lot of the moments where you know, in sort of the the battle sequence and other moments as well, uh, mm-hmm. where she's actually up in the air flying around. Yeah, um, and they just CGI'd the wings. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and so I'm I'm glad that she's willing to do stuff like that, like mm-hmm. without even thinking. Like, yes, I will fly in this really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
paint mesh costume. Yeah. Uh, she seems ready for anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, try to think if there's anything else. Uh, I don't want to give away spoilers, but I did cry uh, in towards the end of the third act. Mm. Um, there were like two moments that oh, yeah. really got me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe just because I have so much stake in Sleeping Beauty and Maleficent and the story and yeah. everything like that. But uh, the church scene. Oh, yeah. Where they were in the, that was rough yeah, for yeah. me and, <laughs> and the organ and everything. Yeah. I think we only had like 10 or 15 people in the theater when I saw it because it was the it came out on Friday, but I saw it Thursday evening and there was uh, a moment where a character is sort of stopped from doing a thing and everybody in the theater claps. Like really? He, yeah. <laughs> wow. And uh, one of my friends, Cassie, was able to go to the premiere in Los Angeles. Oh, oh yeah. You were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. And she actually bumped into the, the redheaded actress mm. uh, who is sort of Michelle Pfeiffer's like right hand mm. person and she told me after the fact, she was like, I probably insulted her and I didn't mean to because I was like, you were terrible. You were absolutely horrible. I hated you. And <laughs> that's sort of how I feel as well. Right. I don't know if I'd be able to be nice to her. Yeah. Well, that's almost the same yeah. thing with how uh, Lena Headey from yeah. Game of Thrones, how when yes. she became Cersei, like there would be people who would come up to her and be like, God, I, I hate you so yeah, much. I hate but, you. But again, yeah, that means she's pulling it's, off the character well. Exactly, but, it's a mark of a good actor. Yeah, actress. but but then it's of course hard to differ, differentiate yeah. the you know the person and the like, actor. How at much time. of this is you? Yeah, and I guess she does play a lot of mean characters a lot. Yeah. But you know, she seems like a nice person. Yeah. So I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer plays villains pretty frequently, and she's yeah. a nice person. So. Yeah, th- there you go. Yeah. But. Cool. Yeah. And then there was, uh, it's not really a spoiler, but there's a scene at the end where they use uh, colorful CGI mm-hmm. on one of the costumes. And I felt like it was a little too photoshoppy for me. Yeah, It didn't really hit. And allegedly they were going to make uh, three copies of the outfit that is mm. changed color. And so they would switch outfits between takes um, so that it would feel a little more seamless, hmm. but I don't know if they didn't have that in the budget or if it was time constraints or something like that. Cause all of the flowers that were made for the costumes were hand embroidered. Oh wow. So it probably would have taken years <laughs> to make. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Enough for three different colored costumes, but yeah, maybe, uh, yeah. maybe next time, maybe next time. Yeah. We'll see. So, Cool. All I know is it's Disney and they have the money if they want yeah, to Yeah, I think this, they have a few dollars in the bank. <laughs> they have a few. So. Now, are you going to be subscribing to, to Disney Plus? I am a founder, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. When I was at D23, they had a Disney Plus booth where they sort of, they showed us parts of the catalog that would be online and then we got to see clips and stuff like that. And we had the option to sign up for three years at like a very, very discounted price. It was like wow. 70% off or something. Dang. And so I was like, well, I can't pass up an offer like this. Seriously, dang, man, that's I mean, awesome. It's, it's Disney. I'm going to participate in it, even though I'm critical of them as a company. Mm. And if I can 
you know, get get a few. Get dollars a discount, off. man. Get go a for discount. it. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. I am. I'm highly considering it. Yeah. I think it's... they have a lot of stuff up their sleeves that they haven't even announced yet. Yeah. And the stuff that they have announced really sort of is drawing me in. Yeah. Um, like the the Loki series. Oh yeah. Where he like goes to different moments in history. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> yeah. By that, like, sort of like. Um, good omens mm-hmm. you know that how they are sort of behind a lot of historical moments i yeah i think it could be pretty cool they they have a lot of uh interesting properties um and also they're going to be releasing uh blu-ray quality versions of films that either haven't had a public blu-ray release and have Ooh. only been part of like disney movie club releases oh yeah or films that we just haven't seen in a long time like there's apparently a uh, cleaned up black cauldron that's oh. going to be on there that I'm really cool. looking forward to. Um, and I don't, I, I didn't buy the Blu-ray return to Oz, but I think that's going to be on there as well. The cleaned up, like restored. Mm. Okay. Uh, well that makes me even more yeah. interested. So, so it, it's all going to be really good quality. And so I'm just looking forward to seeing movies that I've seen before in better quality. Yeah. So. Cause I mean, they've been releasing um, some of the '90s anim- animated films on yeah. on Blu-ray, and they just look fantastic. They look so clear, yeah, and crisp, yeah. So, and for yeah. that, for like animation, that's okay. Even if it's an older film, it's yeah. like it just you just want to see yeah. as much as you can see. And I mean, most of them are hand painted, so I mm-hmm. want to see the you know tiny little you know imperfections if I can. Yeah, know? like they they released uh, the Lion King. Uh, the original on on 4K a while back and watching that just, yeah. it's almost like a whole new movie at times yeah. you know yeah and I think it was either late last year or early this year they did the Little Mermaid 4K mm. and I I bought that and watched it on my big TV and it was nice. like seeing the movie for the first time almost yeah you know the it's I think it really comes down to like color mm. in a lot of moments yeah uh, with the 4K releases mm-hmm. so. and I, I, a few months or not a few months ago maybe a year ago I got the original lady in the tramp yeah uh restored and yeah. man i know it's, just, it's, it's amazing so and, and it's just, i mean so it's, that's just a great movie either way but yeah are you uh, excited for the live action i can't yeah. decide it just looks so strange <laughs> right but i, I mean uh, sure i mean i'll i'll, I'll check it out yeah. I, I go back and forth i'm like i don't know how i feel and then it's mm-hmm. like oh they used all rescue dogs and i'm like okay i love that's nice yeah, yeah. so but is that going to come out like in theaters it's i think it's just going to be disney plus oh is it okay yeah okay maybe they might try to get it in a few select theaters so it'll be eligible for awards or something right okay yeah cool so anything else about maleficent Uh, well since we're on the topic of disney plus the film was uh maleficent 2 it was supposed to be released in may of 2020 Mm. and they allegedly really pushed to release it in fall 2019 instead perhaps to get it on Disney plus all that faster. Maybe who knows? Yeah. But conspiracy. Yeah. Conspiracy. I want to know. Yeah. (laughs) Did you rush this film? It didn't feel extremely rushed, but I feel like maybe if it had had those extra few months, it maybe would have been a little more polished. Yeah. I think, I I mean, I know it's, rare it would ever happen but i would love to see like someone like a really high level director take on a movie yeah. like this you yeah. know 
and again, not to say that this was like horribly directed, but no. like just to take someone yeah. who you consider in the like a level um, director group, it would be yeah. just be so interesting just to see that. Um, For sure, you know, and almost like how I mean, again, we we did, didn't get to see it, but when Edgar Wright was supposed to do the original Ant Man yeah. film, yeah. and like just seeing that's what that style could have been mm-hmm. in a Marvel movie would have been great. Oh yeah, but, for sure. Um, just something different. Yeah, guess, exactly. From the rest of the crowd. Yeah. All right. Well, out of five stars, I'll go three and a half. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with four. Four. Um, it may increase, decrease over time, but. Mm-hmm. What's gonna, what's yeah. the original Maleficent for you? Well, you'll have to go back and listen to. Oh, the true. Okay. Yeah, that's no. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, well, I, just, yeah. I don't remember what I rated it. Yeah. As. Well, Probably yeah. a four as well. Yeah. Yeah. We can. Yeah, they can go yeah. back and check that out. So, <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah. So, go see if I guessed it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we can move on to our retro review, which is Into, Into the, the Woods, Woods from 2014. And we have a clip as well. So, take a listen. On her path to Granny's, the little girl suddenly found herself in a very unusual part of the wood. Good day, young lady. Good day, Mr. Wolf. Whither away so hurriedly? To my grandmother's. And what might be in your basket? Some bread for grandmother. So she'll have something good to make her strong. And where might your grandmother live? A good quarter of a league further in the woods. Her house stands inside a great oak tree. Okay, so like we said, Into the Woods was released in 2014, and I guess on Christmas, Christmas Day. And it is... My family went to go see it on Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. And it is directed by Rob Marshall and stars Anna Kendrick, Meryl Streep, Emily Blunt, James Corden, Johnny Depp, Lucy Punch. Uh, The cast is all mixed up here. Chris Pine, that guy... uh, Christine Baranski. Yep. And what's the what's the other prince's name? Shoot, what's that guy's um, name? Billy, B- Billy Magnuson. Mag- Magnuson, Ma- something Ma- like that. Yeah, hard to pronounce. And the synopsis is: a witch tasks a childless baker and his wife with procuring magical items from classic fairy t- fairy tales to reverse the curse put on their family tree. So this one, yeah, came out and was a. Pretty big hit, unsurprisingly. Yeah. And I guess, as with Maleficent, you are a little more well-versed in Into the Woods. Like, for example, you yeah. want to tell people what uh, yeah. you have here? I have a little show and tell that you guys can't see because it's a picture. But the other day, I um, won an auction of a original photo from the pre-Broadway tryout of the original musical, Um and it's it's just really cool to look at because yeah. you know it's very different from even the Broadway production, but also quite different from what we ended up seeing in the movie. Yeah. Um, and I ha- I have a huge Into the Woods collection. Oh, do you? Um, like playbills and nice. also archival footage from the original production. Oh man. Um, that I've spent years like collecting and finding. And That's awesome. Stuff like that. Yeah. Like um, 
Felicia Rashad played the witch at one point. Uh, and of course, Bernadette Peters, who, if Chloe were here, I'm sure would echo with me. We love Bernadette. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I, I have a lot of stake in Into the Woods. It's one of my favorite musicals. Okay, cool. And one thing about that photograph that not just dealing with Into the Woods, but just like looking back at that time yeah. where uh, that, like where art was is yeah. so interesting. Oh, I know. You know. I mean, this was 1986 and looking at all of the other, you know, plays, musicals, and also film mm-hmm. at the time and, and music and sort of seeing all the different things that people were doing. I, th- I think it gives you a good insight um, as to why the musical is what it is on yeah. um, the topics it's dealing with. And also the fact that Sondheim decided to let the witch rap mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> certain things like that. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Trying but, every option. Yeah. And I mean, it almost reminds me of like a, like a 1920s, like silent movie, at least yeah. in, from that photograph, yeah, you for know, sure. and, and actually the, uh, the pre Broadway tryout, they completely redesigned the sets and the costumes for the Broadway hmm. production. And you're totally spot on with like the 1920s sort of vibe. Um, there was not a lot of color used. And so that was people's main complaint. They were like, it's too drab for a fairy tale. Right. Um, so they ended up redesigning everything and making it a bit more sort of storybook. Uh, but yeah, originally it was quite grim in appearance. Mm-hmm. Which I'm all up for, yeah, you know, go for too. it. So, well, how does the movie uh, uh, compare? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I really wanted to love it like wholeheartedly. And I remember when the first uh, set photos leaked in fall of 2013 and like Meryl Streep was up in a tree mm. and it was, um, they, they shot a lot of the scenes at Pinewood studios, but some of them were outdoors as well. Hmm. And I mean, Anna Kendrick had golden Nike running shoes for the scenes where she's in the woods. Nice. And so, you know, stuff like that I just thought was really cool. But, um, as with, the adaptation process, you know, things are going to be cut and changed and that's inherent. Um, and so I tried to sort of keep that in mind, but I feel like maybe the movie suffers from having too many cooks in the kitchen at one point or another. Um, or maybe Disney wasn't the best studio to go with, um, a dark, fairy tale musical that's sort of at least the Broadway production. The second act is all about destroying, you know, what we think we know Mm. and changing our viewpoints of these characters. And I feel like Disney made choices in some scenes where they wanted to keep things a little more PC, Uh um, PG, uh, because they have, you know, these characters and other versions in their films. Yeah. And didn't want to, you know, kill Rapunzel, which yeah. needed to be done. Yeah. But, and I mean, now speaking of, yeah. I was going to get to it later, but one of the biggest cop outs. Now, I'm not yeah. super familiar with how yeah. it plays out um, b- besides the movie, but the scene where Johnny Depp uh, or the the wolf eats yeah. uh, Little Red uh, Riding Hood. Yeah. And then it, it nothing. And then she's OK. Yeah. It's, it's just eat 
the person. Yeah. You know? It's just like, I, <laughs> let's just, just eat them. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, because uh, in rewatching it, I don't think I, I had rewatched it since mm-hmm. the theater. And yeah. I'd completely forgotten that that had happened. I was yeah. like, well, this movie gets really dark. That's cool. Like, good, yeah. for, good for them. Yeah. Then the next scene, it's like, like a complete Perfectly cop fine. out. Yeah. Which was really disappointing. In the Broadway show, um, I mean, he does eat her and she is fine mm-hmm. in the Broadway show, but it's a little more um I, it's hard to say um i think where the issue comes from in the film is uh they cast Johnny Depp as the wolf he's in his 50s they have Lila Crawford as little red riding hood she's like 14 13 ish in the broadway musical they typically have uh, uh slightly older red riding hood maybe 16 17 and the wolf is usually a man in his 20s it's the same actor as cinderella's prince Hmm. and they play the same character maybe to show a connection between the prince and the wolf perhaps right um and the whole red riding hood wolf moment is supposed to be uh, a sexual awakening right and it's hard to do that with johnny depp a man in his fifties and like a 13 year old. Yes. Cause it gets a little, uh, yikes. Yeah. So they ended up not really doing that as much in the uh, movie. And so I think you lose, uh, sort of what eating is meant to be mm. in the Broadway musical. It's a little more clear. Sure. That it's supposed to be this like sexual awakening moment. Yeah. And then she sings about it afterwards. She's like, I was excited and scared and okay. you know, talking about things like Yeah. See yeah. when you start to think about it, it becomes way more clear what Sondheim was attempting to highlight. Mm-hmm. And when Disney chose to adapt it, they were like, let's just make let's it cut that. Yeah, let's just cut that dark stuff out. Mm-hmm. And you lose, I think, some of the the bite. Yeah. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, even with that said, I still, I still enjoy it. I mean, it's yeah. it's almost like the, the Avengers of the mm-hmm. classic fairy tale yeah. universe. It's just like this kind of mixture of all these different characters and yeah. worlds, and which that I enjoy. I I think that it does look very good. I mean, Rob Marshall, he just did yeah. Mary Poppins Returns, mm-hmm. and I guess he did Chicago. The movie he did Chicago. Um, Memoirs of a Geisha yeah. as well. And he was actually, to bring up the 1997 Cinderella again, he was the choreographer oh, for that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So he's he's done lots of choreography and movie musicals okay. as well as like more dramatic films. Yeah. And so I think as with him, I mean, he has a good style. I think he has a good eye. I don't think that similar to with Maleficent, yeah. uh, that it's just a mess after a while. Like I yeah. really start to lose track of oh, yeah. who's who, where are we who's going? Who's doing what? What's yeah. the goal? Yeah. yeah. And so that is an issue, but I still think that, I mean, Meryl Streep is very good, I think. Oh yeah. And the, I just, I wish Johnny Depp was in it more. Cause I think he's mm. genuinely good. Yeah. I, it's not just that he's I really like him. it. He's reveling. Yeah. Loving everything he's doing. And the zoot suit was his idea. Oh really? For his costume, which I think was it's, really inspired. It look, yeah, it looks fantastic. Yeah. I love it. And I'm Emily Blunt is always great. She yeah. can she can do anything. Yeah. yeah. So and, and to see her alongside Meryl Streep, yeah, in like three movies now, mm-hmm. so fun. Yeah, and again, I mean, just talking about that, like just the A list cast is yeah. so good. Yeah. And Chris Pine is 
I mean, are are you are you a fan of Chris Pine or, or? I yeah, I love Chris Pine. Yeah, I think um, he and some of the other actors are not the best singers, mm-hmm. and I think um, at points his voice is a little grating when he's trying to sing, and then he he does this like bravado deal, mm-hmm. and it's like you don't got to do that, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, it's I don't know. I think because I have other versions of what it can sound like in my mind. I'm like, Chris, you, you can do better. But I do love him as an actor. And I think he was a, a interesting choice. Yeah. Um, alongside Anna Kendrick, especially. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think anything that takes place like deep in the woods mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. Like um, it, when the, especially. Yeah, yeah. And especially when the uh, the characters and the worlds are intertwining just yeah. randomly. That Like that stuff I love that feels yeah kind of effortless mm-hmm. and uh just really fluid but then once it kind of everybody goes out on their own it's like okay what where are we going here yeah. and so so that stuff is a bit of an issue but i still think some of the songs are quite good sondheim yeah you know on point God on, love him. on point it's like uh, into the woods is his most performed musical mm. um right ahead of i believe sweeney todd um i think it used to be a little night music but you know, everybody knows Sweeney Todd. So. Yeah. Uh, is this your favorite of his? Or yeah. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I love everything Sondheim has done. Um, and, you know, he worked on West Side Story. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of the theater greats. Yeah. Um, but Into the Woods is very special. To me, yeah. So. Are you excited for the Spielberg West Side Story film next year? I think so. Yeah. I, I was, like, very skeptical at first because... Um, you know, the original film is very obviously it's a classic, yeah. but also they cast a lot of white actors. Yes. Roles not meant for them. So uh-huh. that's yeah, <laughs> I, I was at first like, OK, are we ready to cast people that should be cast? And I think they're going in a mm-hmm. good direction. And I, I mean, one thing with Spielberg is he, he does. I mean, he cast this like 17 yeah. year old girl who's you know yeah as complete unknown yeah like that stuff he's so good at you know and so that's what i'm excited for i know we're gonna get talent yeah because he's not the type of person to say okay i'm gonna cast this big a-list celebrity because it's gonna get people into seats Mm -hmm. which i think maybe happened in some cases with into the woods yeah i i am not crazy about that billy magnuson guy (laughs) manguson i mean he's it's not like he's bad it's just i just find him i just find him a little grating originally they cast jake gyllenhaal as oh that would have been so much better i know chloe i'm sure chloe would have been yeah through the roof i was i was through the roof i was so ready and i think he did some initial screen i know he read for the role at like a table read um and i think they did some initial tests and then there was like a scheduling conflict or something Mm -hmm. he had to leave it's too bad i know i was so i mean especially him and Chris Pine as brothers, like oh, yeah. that would have been <laughs> so, so fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now the the young boy in this, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, go go ahead, get started. Yeah, please. I don't like him. Really? Okay. Yeah, I didn't like him in Les Mis. I was gonna, I was going to bring like up him the, in this. Okay, interesting. His voice. He talks like this. He doesn't enunciate anything. I'm like, can you speak? Clearly, mm. get a dialect coach. Yes. I know you're a child, but come on. And also the point of the Jack character is that he's supposed to be like 
early 20s, a Mm. mama's boy, not growing up. And, like, that's his issue. Okay. He's, like, trying to find his footing. And then they make him a child. And I'm like, that's not what he's supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not even this is just how things have always been done. It's, like, this is the intent of the playwright and the uh, composer. Like, this is what they intended. Mm -hmm. And it's in the script as, like, this is who the character should be. And Disney was like, okay, cool. Throws yeah. it out the window. Gone. Well, I'm, I, I I don't actually yeah. mind him. I, I think that the scene on the tree, yeah. I like that scene. I like the it. way that it's staged. Yeah. For sure. And in the musical, he's just standing there singing about it, not even telling the baker what happened. He's just singing to the audience. Mm-hmm. So I really love the staging. Yeah. Um, with him in the tree and everything. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, we, we touched on it, but like, I like the characterization of Meryl Streep yeah. or, or, or of, of the witch. Yeah. And she kind of has this slightly modern sense of humor yeah. to her, which I, I find she's out of place. Yeah. And that's how it was in the musical as well. Um, with Bernadette Peters, she has this giant eighties curly wig. Mm. You know, she's very famous for her ringlets and everything, but yeah. you know, everybody else is in period costume. And then she comes out here uh, when she's beautiful, at least in like a couture, very 1980s, um, you know, the puffy sleeves and everything. Yeah. Um, she, the, the witch character was conceived to be an outsider and sort of of the times mm. when the story takes place. Yeah. They did it with uh, Vanessa Williams in the early 2000s. And again, she's very statuesque um, 2000s couture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's a clever uh, invention, the witch yeah. character, I think. Yeah. And I, I guess in terms of humor, uh, James Corden kind of feels similar to that. Yeah. You know? And, and Emily Blunt, too. Yeah, sure. Like, those three, I think, are the strongest. I would agree. In the whole film. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, whenever they're go, whenever they're together, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. so in. The but, best scenes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I mean, I, I do enjoy the music. I mean, it's... yeah an obvious thing to say, but I, I do like it quite a bit. And I mean, I like Sondheim as well. It's just the complexity yeah. of the, you know, it's just, it's it, complex. It, yeah. It's very complex. <laughs> yeah. And, and so now he did not do, um, he wasn't involved in any way with Mary Poppins returns, right? No. He, he, he didn't yeah. do it. That okay. was, um, Lynn Manuel, Lynn Manuel Miranda and also Mark Scheiman. And I'm forgetting the third, um, but they did hairspray. Ah, the okay. Songwriters. Cool. Well, I think just in comparing it as having both been done by Rob Marshall, mm-hmm. there there is that uh, complexity of yeah. Sondheim that yeah. you just don't really get in Mary Poppins Returns. No. And and again, it's not like the yeah. most fair comparison, but just like comparing. I mean, it is a very fair comparison, I think. Um, and maybe you could bring in Chicago as well. Sure. Marshall definitely has a style, I think, as mm-hmm. a director. And when you look at his films, and especially his musicals, the way that he stages songs mm-hmm. uh, with Chicago, it's like all of the songs are taking place apart from the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. They're sort of um, diegetic as opposed to non-diegetic. And uh, almost like what's happening in a character's head as they're speaking um, and I think that was a really interesting choice to like in Chicago, 
make all of the songs vaudeville, but mm-hmm. then set the film in a very realistic sort of 1930s, 20s yeah. setting. And so, you know, he does stuff like that with his other uh, musicals as well. I think clever staging. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's when you've experienced Sondheim, it's yeah. kind of hard to like be invested, fully invested in someone else, you know, but I yeah. mean, uh, <laughs> but no, I, sure. it, he is, it's very good in, in this film and yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's and I mean I think with Rob Marshall, I mean his films visually are very theatrical looking. Yeah. Like you could easily almost see the camera panning over, and it's like you're on a stage, yes. you know. And so, in a good way, like yeah. not not yeah. a not a criticism. So it, it that feels like something that you could experience live. Sure, and yeah, that's yeah. how theater is meant to be. So mm-hmm. I think with his movie musicals, at least, that's really good quality. Yeah, and. Yeah, but I, th- I think, again, like some issues would be similar to Maleficent. Mm-hmm. The third act becomes very CG, yeah. very bombastic, and you just kind of tune out yeah. at that point, which is too bad. But like I was when I, I, I rewatched the film recently for this specifically, like with the podcast in mind, and it was like after uh, Meryl Streep's like 11 o'clock number oh, last yeah. midnight, it was like after that. And then just sort of gets slow for a while. And then there was the the giant battle. And I just, I turned it off at that point. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't, I just don't want to watch after that because it gets so messy. Yeah. It, yeah. 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 And I mean, he did, I guess he did the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean as well. Yeah. Uh, which is not, not great. Not, yeah. So I think he really needs, go ahead. Oh, no, no, please. Oh, go. I was just going to say, I think he really needs strong, script material yeah. to work with because yes. otherwise i think that he i mean that movie looks great yeah but i think the that script is a mess yeah and, and so then the plot any suffers any kind of like nuance in that is lost yeah which i mean maybe it's he just loves the style so much that's what he goes for yeah but you know i, I don't know and i think he does definitely go for style a lot because a lot of his movies are so beautiful and, you know, like with Memoirs of a Geisha, that's a really strong film, you know, stylistically and also in terms of plot. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary Poppins Returns, maybe. I enjoyed it. Yeah. But I don't think the story is as strong as it could be. No. Uh, it's a beautiful film oh, to yeah. look at. Like, oh, yeah. Chloe and I saw it together and we were loving it. Yeah. But, you know, up, upon further rewatches, it's like it doesn't really string together mm. or flow. It, it feels long. Yeah, I would say it all those movies feel about 20 minutes too long. They do. And so like, I mean like with Mary Poppins, which we, we talked about on the show as well. Yeah. We, uh, uh what was I going to say? Uh, oh, the, the first half or the first like 60% is really good, but then it, yeah. it loses the style or his style really, because it becomes yeah. almost all this murky, dark nighttime scenes. It's like after Meryl Streep, Mary Poppins, I think. It yeah. It just gets really dark and mm-hmm. not not dark thematically, but just like very dark, murky, yeah. quiet. And then, so, you, I mean, in that film, you lose both the style and then yeah. he, but he doesn't really have the nuance to really keep you interested yeah. in the story all that much. Because, yeah. I mean, the original Mary Poppins had moments like that. Yeah. And it fit because mm-hmm. the, the style was always throughout in every scene mm-hmm. it was very central i think mm-hmm. um and to bring it back to into the woods oh but before we move on um mm-hmm. 
when you were saying Rob Marshall in the fourth Pirates of the Caribbean, he is the director attached to the live action Little Mermaid. I heard, yeah, I heard yeah. about that. Yeah, I was gonna bring. So that up, yeah. I'm in. It reminded me because the fourth Pirates has mermaids in it, and so everyone's like, "Is That's he gonna, right. you know, sort of pull some of that team for the new?" Little Interesting. Mermaid? We'll see. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and sorry to get yeah. off into the woods here, but <laughs> the the mermaid stuff in yeah. four is that's like the best part. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and like, that's what feels so when that comes in, you're like, yeah, man, this is so cool. Like yeah, th- this is what feels from what we've seen before. Like this is a, like a whole new kind of pirates movie. But then yeah. again, that's only just a small like little part. 20 minutes. And then yeah, not really. but it's like, it's like really dark edgy, yeah. but also really romantic. Yeah. Um, apparently that's filmmaking. the style that they're going for with the little mermaid. Okay. Um, sort of, High romance, but also sort of dark. Interesting. Um, and a little more gritty. So yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. But, um, to bring it back to Into the Woods, uh, we were talking about uh, style and sort of keeping that present. And I think with the adaptation, uh, you mentioned how sort of the third act feels very disjointed and, you know, messy and that's very much the case because the musical it's two acts like many plays and you know stage musicals are and the first act is pretty much uh the first act of the movie and then in the film the second and third act are the second act of the broadway show hmm. and it because it's not intended for a film structure i think the way that they adapted it isn't perfect because it was conceived to be a two-act uh story right basically interesting yeah you have first act which is like essentially classic fairy tale retelling and then second act which is you know consequence yeah basically interesting. and i feel like they they didn't really realize that it's supposed to be about consequence yeah and they were like how, how do we adapt these scenes and make them interesting and feel like the first half of the film? It's it's like they were trying to capture that mm-hmm. essence and it just doesn't work because it's not supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I think there are, I mean, there's some ambition in there and, yeah. and yeah, it just doesn't always it um, hit the mark completely. But I mean, I, I enjoy the, the scene with Chris Pine and, uh, Billy Magnuson on the yeah. uh, near the waterfall, I yeah, guess it is precipice. Yeah, 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 that's that's a fun mm-hmm. um, little injection of humor and yeah. and bravado. And they were supposed to have a second agony in the second half, but you know Disney cut it out, which breaks my heart. They cut a lot of great songs. <laughs> yeah, they cut my favorite, which was a duet between the witch and Rapunzel. Oh, um, our little world. It gives them like a you know, a sense that they actually care about one another. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which felt a little missing in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fair. But so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, but it's still, I mean, it was nice to, to go back and rewatch it and cause I, I had forgotten so much about it, but it, it is a cool little movie. And I was reading, I think it was maybe the review on Roger Ebert's website, but yeah. like uh, the, the reviewer was just really excited that there was just a new musical, a new yeah. kind of big, Sure. fantastical musical which uh, yeah. you know I, I can appreciate even if it, it's not a perfect movie i'm always yeah. up for 
just something something that feels classical and yeah for sure know, almost like something that was made in like the 50s yeah totally and i i i wouldn't say necessarily that it's lemes that really set off this modern trend but i think it's sort of the movies that were being made at the time you know we have lemes and into the woods and a few others but those are the two really big ones that yeah. were very successful um I, I think it's good that we're sort of getting back to a classical style of mm-hmm. staging. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, how does this compare to the, the Les Mis movie, the Hugh Jackman one? Um, well, I, I really liked Les Mis personally um, because maybe it's because I don't have a lot of strong ties to the stage musical like I do with Into the Woods. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, looking out for discrepancies and things that I'm not happy with. But, yeah. Um, I, there were parts that felt a little clunky and it did feel maybe 20 minutes too long. Yeah. But <laughs> I think as far as adaptations go, I really liked the cast. I liked the choices that they made and they had a great mix of A-list celebrities and then theater actors. Yeah. Um, which they did for into the woods as well. Disney's not connected to lame at all. I'm saying mm. they, but mm-hmm. you know, just filmmakers in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I liked uh, the casting a lot. Yeah, I mean Tom Hooper, who did that, he also did King's Speech, yeah. and similar to Rob Marshall, yeah. he has a really good eye, yes. and he he doesn't again he doesn't always hit the the mark either with the yeah. story, but like visually, visually it's like be even great. like even like a film like The Danish yeah. Girl, which yeah. has a number of problems, like yeah. just like to n- watch, yeah, just normal scenery, just like yeah. in in the I guess it's a yeah, it's it just beautiful to look yeah. at, and so and, and camera angles and the way yeah he has a really up, it's so. Yeah, he, unique he has that kind of like slightly tilted l of like uh, you know low angle camera and then you kind of get this really broad uh uh, beautiful landscape the way the hill crop scenes yeah very interesting yeah um but yeah, I mean, I would say I like Les Mis. I mean, just as a comparison, I I like Les Mis a little more just because I really enjoy historical epics like that. And I think I think I enjoy that one visually a little more and yeah. just the story I think is, is more interesting to me just yeah. on, on a personal I, level. But I actually agree, mm-hmm. you know, just which, cause you have that kind of revolution, yeah. you know, which I like. So. And Helena Bottom Carter. I mean, oh, yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. So good. And, um, and you can correct me if, if I'm wrong in terms of a theater actor in that movie, yeah. the, the, the young girl, not, 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 um, Amanda Seyfried, not her, no. the other one, Samantha Barks. Yeah is, yeah, is she the one the one who gets killed? Yes. Yeah, yeah. she's she's a theatrical top notch. Like she's so good. Perfect. Yeah, like, top notch. Yeah, and they cast a lot of other people um, in background character roles um, that had been in the show at one time or another, hmm. or had been in other similar musicals on stages. Um, to bring it back to Into the Woods, uh, one of the uh, women at the beginning when. Anne Hathaway is, you know, working in the sweatshop and everything. Right. Uh, she, one of the actresses, Hannah Waddingham, played the witch in Into the Woods in ah. London. So it, it's some, yeah, some cool to, connections there. Yeah, yeah, some like little nuggets of like theater gold here and there. Yeah, yeah. And I guess in that movie, in uh, Eddie Redmayne is also quite good. Yeah, and the role yeah. he's in and. Yeah, that's. I think this is one of the first things I saw him in, actually. Yeah, like, yeah, because I saw him in. I mean, he was in the Theory of Everything. Yeah, but which is around the same time, I think. When yeah, it came out. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's uh, anything else about Into the Woods? Well, 
I think one of the main issues that it suffers from is they cut a central character out of the story altogether, hmm. the narrator, <laughs> and <laughs> turned, don't need that. You yeah, know. we don't need a narrator, except they do need a narrator because of the structure of the story. And so they just made it the baker, James Corden, and it doesn't work because in the stage play, the narrator is a separate character that communicates with the audience and like, will make little asides hmm. like, Oh yeah. And this is how this thing is going to happen. Right. And there's a scene in the second act, um, or I don't know where it would fall in the film actually, where, where we meet the giant's wife for the first time. And we have sort of the group of the main players and she's, yeah. you know, they're arguing with the giant and everything. And in the stage play, the narrator is sort of like a moderator between the scene hmm. and the witch actually sacrifices the narrator to the giant who picks him up and throws him down and crushes him and everything. Oh, but, nice. Um, yeah. But, but the narrator is very important to the story and is usually played by the same actor who plays the baker's father, hmm. who has a few moments in the first act where he shows up and sort of gets things moving along which they cut him out of the story, both the narrator and the baker's father. Uh, he lost a lot of his presence. He's, hmm. he's in like two scenes in the movie, but in the stage play, he's there much more prevalently almost uh, communicating with the witch and sort of like a princess bride, Billy Crystal, Carol Kane way. Right. Like they, they have this like old married couple vibe. Yeah. Um, that's lost in the film because they never interact with one another. Um, and then in the film, uh, it, it takes place after Meryl Streep sings her big number. and She's gone. And the baker abandons the group. And he's having this big uh, internal conflict. And in the stage play, he and his father's ghost sing a duet with one another about, uh, you know, family ties and abandoning your duties. And then, like, what's right and what's wrong. It's, it's very important to the story. And they cut this song out and it was mm-hmm. sort of the Baker's, you know, big uh, revelation moment, basically, mm-hmm. because he realizes what he's doing is just what his father did. And he has to go back and sort of set things right. And his wife is dead and he has to, you know, figure out how to move on in his life without her. And hmm. it it suffers. The scene is in the movie, but it suffers from what I call the Phantom of the Opera problem in which it has the underscoring of the song, but then just dialogue over it. Uh, they could have sung it if they wanted to, but they just have him speaking. Right. And it's like, it doesn't land because it's this big swell of emotional music. And then he's just sitting there talking with himself. And it's like, you guys really missed uh, an important part of the Baker's character and the story. Yeah. And it, it, bothered me too because they they cast as the baker's father um uh he's a a stage veteran from london Hmm. um i'm blanking on his name right now but he's a really wonderful actor Hmm. um oh it's gonna bug me (laughs) oh it's oh i'm feeling terrible now i saw him in alice in wonderland the ballet as the Uh duchess he was like in drag it was incredible um, but anyway, they, they cast this wonderful actor as his father and then they don't utilize him. I would have loved to have seen him in 
other moments throughout the story. And he would have been a perfect narrator as well. Cause like I mentioned, they're usually played by the same character. It, it, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a big missed opportunity for me. And yeah. especially because, you know, you, you even mentioned earlier uh, with Rob Marshall's film style, it seems like you could pan away and it would just be a, a set yeah. a stage. And they could have done that whenever the narrator was speaking or interacting, sure. they could have panned away and shown that it was in a studio and he could just be some guy, mm-hmm. you know, there, there were a lot of creative opportunities that were lost yeah. in not using his character. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I, I never felt a personal connection to him in the stage play, mm. but in the movie, it's very interesting. I, I feel his presence missing. Interesting. And I, I never realized how important the narrator and the Baker's father were. Yeah. But hmm. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. any any final thoughts? Colleen Atwood's costumes, top notch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it, it's it was definitely uh, a choice to make all the characters set in different time periods. Yeah, but it sort of fits with the disjointed mm-hmm. like uh, narrative style and also the way that they cross paths. But it's like divergent storylines. Yeah, it's just yeah. I mean, overall, there's a lot to like it's just that i think there's an equal amount of um missing yeah. elements as well yeah. so it's kind of a mixed bag for but. sure yeah all right well out of five also <laughs> oh the, yeah yeah go ahead no i just uh when i was at d23 i got to see meryl streep's oh really which costume oh cool i probably spent an hour standing in oh, front of that and people were walking around me and i was just like yeah. in awe because it has these tiny leather cords all sewn on individually, mm. like hundreds of like leather cording and ribbons. And it's, it's like hand sewn. Oh my God. I, I can't gush about it enough. Mm. Man, that's it is, man I, I wish I could have seen all that stuff. Yeah. That's so cool. You would have loved it. Yeah. Sure. Like I, I just, I mean, even I was uh, rewatching uh, or part of it, uh, Lord of the Rings on, yeah. on television the other night. And I mean, that's, one, those are yeah. one of my favorite films. And so Me like too. just that's, I mean, there was great artistry and costumes yeah. before that, obviously, but that's yeah. kind of like what I think reignited people oh, actually yeah. giving a crap about, yeah. you know, costumes because yeah. <laughs> all that stuff is hand, you know, handmade yeah. and just like detailed. Like so aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. And like, I just, I can't imagine going over like, like what you did with the yeah. Meryl Streep uh, costume, like just seeing, that artistry so close yeah. must have been amazing. Yeah. You know? So no, that's, and, that's and really I cool. mean, to see the Lord of the Rings costumes in person, oh, that would be yeah a revelation. I mean, yeah. Uh, Just like all of the, I mean, cause when I was, yeah. I, I was younger, I spent hours and hours watching all of the special features yeah. on, on the, yeah. the weaponry and the, oh, yeah. you know, the costume like and armor the metal filigree and crazy uh, carvings. Yeah. There's, I remember uh, just randomly, there was a guy who's, only job was to make the chainmail. Yeah. To, and yeah. apparently he wore off the uh, his fingerprints because wow. he did it. He did it like for I don't. I mean yeah. months, years yeah. on end, and hundreds <laughs> of thousands of characters. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And but like just seeing all of that in person would be yeah. so cool. So wow. and and whether it's Lord of the Rings or you know yeah. Into the Woods or whatever, it'd be really yeah. cool. See, seeing any part of uh, film history in person. Yeah, is pretty cool. For yeah. Sure. 
All right. Well, uh, I think it's three and a half for me. I would give it a three and a half as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe for theater buds, we can do the original. Yeah. Uh, Broadway into the woods. Yeah. Cause, uh, it was released on PBS as like a telecast and then sold, uh, on a DVD. So, Oh, cool. I have, um, I don't think it's had a Blu-ray release sadly, but <laughs> <laughs> not interested. No, no, no. we're not going to watch yeah. it now, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Um, Cause I asked you when you were like into the woods, I was like, do you want to do the original or the movie? Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So I'm telling you, like, I think I'm, I'm, there's still a lot of planning that needs to yeah. happen with it, with Chloe and everything. But like, I think that's doing a theater buds show. Is yeah. sh- and I'm, I'm so glad that I don't know who sparked the idea or what, whatever, yeah. but like, that just seems like it's going to open up so many interesting conversations, so. you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, cause we, of course you're, you're happy to, you know, welcome to be on it as yeah. w- with anyone Thank else you. we know. So uh, I think that'll be a really cool, yeah. if yeah. we are able to ever actually get it, get it going uh, yeah. in a few months, it'd be, I think it's going to be really cool. For sure. And also there, there are a lot of great uh, theater opportunities around here Yeah, that we could maybe even talk about. Totally. Like, you know, um, seeing something in the area and then maybe making it like a, a, a pick of the week or something. Yeah. Like to- that. Yeah, totally. Um, you know. um, yeah. I mean, cause I, I talked about, I saw, few months ago i saw a production of swan lake with yeah, a friend of mine yeah. um and like just like because it had been a long time since i'd been to any kind of theater yeah production and like i it reminded me of how much like how great it can be to see these yeah. things in person yeah, not just sure. you know in film or something and because it's really like every performance is going to be different yeah you know even if it's yeah. the same thing same exact cast yeah. you know one performance in the morning isn't going to be the, going to be no. the exact same as it was at, at, at the evening performance. Yeah. So Especially like, if you're doing like multiple in, in a day, yeah. you know, things are going to change. You're going to get tired or more energized. You yeah. Know? Um, and I have a lot of friends who are actors um, on Broadway and like touring. Production. Oh, nice. And something I, I'm always like uh, asking them questions and like, you know, very involved in what they're doing. And uh, one of my friends, Lauren, mentioned that her performance and a lot of other actors performances is directly related to the audience's energy. Hmm. And it's like, you know, if, if you have a really participant audience that's like involved and excited, you know, that's going to get the actors excited too. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, if, if your audience like isn't really clapping, isn't yeah. involved or anything like that, you know, it's, it's going to make the actors maybe a little less involved. It, it's, yeah, it's interesting how uh, the audience is just as important as the performers mm-hmm. and the crew with like a live performance. Nothing's going to be the same. Yeah, and even the same thing with like a uh, a concert or yeah. or even yeah. even seeing a a film. Like yeah. when I went and saw a couple of the the early Marvel films, yeah. and like people, I mean, people are still excited about yeah. it. But like but well, when how, it was first a thing, yeah, and people were so excited to see yeah. these characters on screen sing that in a theater with people who are, were that excited yeah made you so made you, made you enjoy it more and yeah. so it's but it's, i'm sure it's even more so for uh yeah. for stage stuff so yeah, definitely um that's yeah but yeah that'll be some cool stuff to look forward to for sure um because there's i mean there's so many opportunities there's a wealth of <laughs> you know interesting material. things and yeah. so all right. Well, uh, I guess we can move on to a little bit of news. We can talk about the the final trailer for Star Wars: yeah. The Rise of Skywalker just premiered last night. 
And so this one is coming out in December and is the, I guess, the ninth uh, yeah. uh, official installment. And it's ending the the, the legendary the saga. Yes. Ending. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, like, I got really emotional when they flashed that on. It was like the end of the saga oh, or yeah. something like that. I, was like, and, I don't want it to end. Yeah. And so now, I mean, I don't know if the two of us have talked about it. So yeah. now what's your opinion on Star Wars? I don't think we've ever really... I, I don't think we've talked about it either. Yeah. I, I really like Star Wars. I don't know if I'm like, I love Star Wars. I'm not like a, a diehard fan, mm-hmm. but it's like, if it's on TV, I'll watch it. Yeah. And every few years I'll like give a dedicated rewatch to the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was at the right age when the prequels came out that I was just like, Oh yeah. Robots. Yeah. Aliens. Like I was like excited for that. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it regardless of what the films are. yeah now have you have like, you enjoyed the new films i here's my thing i enjoyed the first one yeah and then uh a lot of the online communities that i was a part of sort of got invested and talked about you know maybe what could happen in the following film and i had sort of preconceived ideas of what i wanted and i was really disappointed in hmm. the second one um and I feel like it went in a direction that I wasn't really happy with. And so I, I feel like also the the new films have been really disjointed between the first and the second. They almost sure. feel like different franchises. Yeah. Um, I, I was definitely not a fan of the second one. Okay. So how about the, uh, the two spinoffs? I liked the spinoffs mm. actually. Um, I thought they were really compelling I think Rogue One might be my favorite of the new movies. Yeah, I, I enjoyed Rogue One very yeah. much. So, um, and that's the one with the Carrie Fisher uh, CGI at the very end. Oh right? yeah, 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 yeah. Where where she she's like a new hope. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was interestingly done. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> when yeah. I saw her for the first time, I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> yeah. What about Solo? Um, because a lot of people are. I mean, it's all over the yeah. place with that one. I think it's fine. I yeah. don't vehemently hate it, but no. I don't think it's great cinema either. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, maybe it could just come down to casting or the fact that Harrison Ford is so perfect as Han Solo. It's, and to yeah. see anybody else, I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. But Yeah. And then also, I mean, it just comes down to, to the whole thing of like, do we really need a backstory on yeah. Solo? Like, we know we know who he is. He's he's an archetype. Yeah, you know he's a really broad yeah. archetype, and it's like we we get it. We we, we know we know who he is. Anybody and, and could. That's all the, the you know that solo is. It's mm-hmm. him being an archetype. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I mean, hard. but but I mean, even so, I think having gone back and rewatched it, there are yeah. some interesting elements to that movie, and For so sure. I, I definitely don't hate it like some people yeah. do, but it st- does feel a little throw away yeah nevertheless I, I don't feel like it's necessary but i also no. don't hate it for existing yeah <laughs> yeah and uh well what about the the new one what do you think of the the trailer are you hopeful or are you, I, you i'm intrigued yeah i'm i'm going to see it i'm invested like it it's gonna happen mm-hmm. um i feel like all of the trailers for this upcoming one have been so different like the mm things that we're seeing. And I saw a few clips at D23 that um, really captivated my interest. Mm. And I don't know if I've seen them in trailers or 
you know, if people have been talking about them. So hmm. I don't even know if I should mention, but because right. <laughs> um, <laughs> spoilers. Yeah. But I think it's been hard to tell really in the first two films, like what they're really trying to say, like, what what's the commentary you're trying to make on family and friendship? What's right. what's the point of the first order? Like what what are you doing? What are you trying to do? And I really hope that in the third film it's gonna become clear that, oh, this has been their game all along. This is what they were working towards. Yeah. And it'll maybe retroactively make the first two make more sense mm-hmm. to me. I don't know. Yeah. And it, it is being done by J.J. Abrams, who did yeah. the, uh, the Force Awakens, the first yeah. uh, new installment. Yeah. So I have, and, I have a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. And, I have a new hope. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that, I mean, we we're t- when we were talking about Rob Marshall kind of mixing eras together, yeah. I think what J.J. Abrams is really good at doing, especially with uh, The Force Awakens, is he's able to maintain these kind of classic older elements, but also... Yeah have it feel fresh yes, somehow. And yeah. so I think that's what just by the trailer, I think that's what he's doing again, sure. which in, in a, in a, a yeah. good way. So, I mean, I think it's as with pretty much every new star Wars trailer, it looks like a star Wars movie. Yeah. It, they're all, I feel about the same as I do for all the others. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm definitely interested. I think that there's some interesting imagery, like with the, the ice, not ice yeah. planet, but like but, ice but the sort of iceberg. Yeah, continent. That thing. looks really interesting. And then the yeah. the fight with Kylo Ren and Rey on yeah. the, the the platform out in the ocean, like that yeah. looks <laughs> stuff like that looks really cool. And yeah. I mean, I I mean, I enjoy uh, Kylo Ren and Adam Driver. I know yeah. some people don't, but I I, do. I, I think I, even I just like from a design standpoint, I yeah. think it's really good. I love the lightsaber. Yes. I love just the the choreography with that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm up for that. And and if Rey. For sure has like the darker side yeah. to her character. I'm Dark all up for gray. that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, it's not, I, I don't know if I'll be there opening night, but yeah. I mean, I'm still, I th- could I'm be going to go see it, but no, oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I might have to drag Chloe along to, yeah. to go see it for the show, but we can ambush her. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I mean, I think it looks, it looks interesting, interesting. Yeah. And, sure. um, you, you definitely mentioned, uh, it feels sort of classic. Yeah. And I do think with this one and also uh, The Force Awakens, it seems to recapture the energy a little from mm. the first trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has that classic vibe. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, I think it's, even though I enjoy Star Wars, I think it's yeah. a good move for them to take a break after this one. Because yes. I think that as we have with Marvel, I think there's that fatigue. Yeah. Of just so many that it really does, regardless of in a vacuum, how good it is. Yeah, it just loses that magic if we get too too many of them. And so I think they're making a good move by yeah. calling it quits for a little bit. So. I think so too. Yeah, but I mean, it's still you know I'm I'm yeah. excited to see it. So but yeah, that one comes out on maybe the 21st of December or 22nd, yeah. something like like that, close I mean, to Christmas, somewhere in the early 20s. <laughs> yeah, although yeah. and I'm sure it's going to happen, but like cats comes out the same week or the, yeah. the week before or after it's right around the same. Oh, time. That's going to be a mess. <laughs> that's going to be, a. I am interested to see if cats is like a very successful movie, like in terms of ticket sales. Yeah. Or if nobody sees it, like I want to know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to see because it looks so strange Yeah, and I'm sure there are other people out there 
who feel the same way. But but I think it's going to struggle with Star Wars. If it it came out this Friday, I'm sure it would do fine. But like if because people now they're only going to go see a couple movies a year and they're like, here, we'll go see Marvel, especially right around the the holidays time. You know, yeah, it's like we're going to go see Marvel in July. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a Harry Potter movie in the fall mm-hmm. and then Star Wars in December. And so yeah. I, I'm a little worried about that. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'll, I'll see both. Yeah, but, I'm I mean, see both as well because yeah. I'm intrigued and invested in both. Mm-hmm. But I really want to know, like, who's going to go see Cats? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it, the audience will be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah, look forward to that one. That'll be a, a fun uh review to do yeah. later on in the year definitely so well any any other news that you've you've seen or anything like that um i just finished watching the terror infamy uh oh yeah on yeah is it amc or TV? i think it's i think it's AMC. I think, AMC. yeah always more, always more commercials mm. as my parents call it but, <laughs> um yeah that was actually pretty well done i i haven't seen the first season um but it's sort of like American horror story where it's like every season is a different anthology. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, in a vacuum Mm. and I really, I really liked it. Mm. Um, I think the cast was great. They had, um, George Takei as one of the actors and, um, he was great of course. Uh, yeah, very, very spooky and it subverted some tropes of the ghost genre. Mm. I think nicely. Interesting. Yeah. Um, if you like spooky stuff, I recommend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's much else news, but uh, we'll, yeah. And I'm sure Chloe will have some for next week. So yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well, I guess we can move on and we can get to uh, some listener questions. So the film buds or reviews. Yeah. The film buds <laughs> podcast at gmail.com is the address that you can reach us also on Twitter and Facebook at film buds and also on Instagram. If you're desperate, and uh so yeah if you're a new listener or if you've been listening for a while please send us any questions or comments we'll read them on the show i'll send you a response of some kind and so yeah we we love hearing from people of of, uh whoever you are and so the one we got like i i had talked about at the very beginning of the show so a friend of uh chloe's sister Gemma, uh named mark he was kind enough to send us a his critique of Joker because we had been asking uh, for people to send us their, their thoughts uh, on it. And we did get, get one, a really good one from him. And so I'm going to, it's a little lengthy. So stay with me here, but I'm just going to try and read um, a lot of what he said. So starts off. So uh, Joker, what a stupid movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, and and Oh, how I was overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingly disappointed in this film, but I had high, expectations going in and if i were smarter i would have had higher exceptions going into the movie if you catch my drift Uh, so basically before the film was released there was all this talk about how the movie incites people to go mad and may attract shooters like when the dark knight was released that being said the whole theater was packed with army security uh the the only thing was that there was no gate up at the theater I went to and no one taking tickets. So like anyone could just come in without question. Wow. I even asked the other the, the other people uh that were there were there any ticket takers and nobody knew. Not even the popcorn concession workers. Huh. 
So I guess the plan was just to let the shooters in and then and then take them out. I couldn't even find someone to approve my ticket, so I just walked in and no one even asked. Wow. Uh, so and anyways, kind of moving on more to the actual review. So, so when you give a guy a cool name, a sick red suit and clown makeup, a funny looking role, people will tend to appreciate someone who has no uh, personality for two hours. <laughs> and then we had to watch him for like 30 minutes of self-meditating yoga to understand the depth of his depression when he's not stuck at home giving his mother a bath. <laughs> yeah, did, did, did Chloe tell you about her prediction where she predicted Joaquin Phoenix would uh, give his mother a bath? So in the, his last couple movies, with yeah. maybe excluding one, he's bathed his mother huh. in, in, uh, in the bath. It's been like very strange. Scene. Very, yeah, very strange. Yeah. yeah. Um, huh. Uh, anyways, moving on. We get that you're depressed. Life sucks, and it's not getting much better. Furthermore, I heard Chloe compare this to Darren Aronofsky films, which is an interesting comparison. Although everyone likened this film to Taxi Driver, the better comparison of the of the Joker film would be the movie Pie by Darren Aronofsky. Basically, it's about a guy going crazy until he just cracks. And really, in the Pie movie, the guy is doing less than the Joker did in the Joker film. However, he was still more entertaining uh, to watch than the Joker. How does that work? He's just a better actor. Um, anyways, that's that's about it. There's a few other things he said, but that's kind of the, the general gist. Yeah. So, well, now, Henry, have you seen Joker? Not yet. Ah. I w- see, I was going to try to go see it with Chloe, um, and that just never happened. And so I really need to go see it, and I'm, I'm going to, yeah. but I just haven't got around to it yet. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and I was talking about it with with Mark on on email, but I mean, I I enjoyed it, uh, you know, I mean, in a vacuum watching it at my house, Mm -hmm. like, I I can see the the art of it, but I I do think especially with like having army security in a theater, that's crazy. I I, I hadn't heard that from from anywhere, but yeah, um, I actually saw it on the news. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. um, Because my dad and I, we were watching the evening news and there was something about you know, how they had uh, a lot of security at the premieres. I, I, I heard that, and, yeah. Um, some of the the other openings, um, you know, uh, smaller theaters, just, you know, uh, at the premiere. Mm. Um, and my dad was really confused. He was like, you know, what's going on? And I had to fill him in on the Dark Knight and all of that, you know, stuff that happened. And it, uh, yeah, so it's it's been at some theaters across country, I think, where they were worried. Yeah, um, I don't know if it happened here if they had security here, but mm-hmm. or if it would still be there, I don't know. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, in terms of talking about this movie Pie, which is I, I'm not crazy about that movie, but it, it is I hadn't thought of it yeah. uh, when he he said it, where it really is about this relatively normal guy kind of descending into madness, and I think that is a really interesting arc and i think that it's handled well that's one of the most yeah. interesting things about that movie i still think i mean joker still has other elements that i enjoy more than that but i, I think that his descent as we talked about on the, the main review isn't doesn't hit the mark completely especially with the current day and age i mean i know yeah. some people like everybody i've talked to at work and uh at school are like die hard loving it yeah. And I know I know I know Chloe hated it and I yeah. know some people plenty of people out there also are are disliking it strongly. Yeah. And 
So I'm, it's just so hard to say how this movie is going to be affecting people mm. in the long term. Cause like, I'm sure some people like myself, I could watch it as a, a cautionary tale, almost like as a yeah. horror film, like yeah. saying, look at how this person who thinks quote unquote, he's being disregarded by society when that's yeah. not really no. the case. It's, it's the way that uh, he's interpreting it. Yeah. And then kind of wanting to create violence to lash out at that, which I mean has already yeah. happened a lot in, yeah. in America, especially. And so I think that is interesting. However, I think that plenty of other people, like we said, could see it like, Oh, I, I relate to that guy. Maybe yeah. I'll go do what he does. He seems yeah. to be enjoying himself. Or like holding him up on this pedestal. Like, yeah, maybe I'm not going to go, you know, shoot up people, but you know, this guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's saying some <laughs> yeah. good stuff. Yeah. And uh, I think that, uh, I mean, in talking about taxi driver, cause with that, it, it is a similar structure. Oh my God. Sorry for the emails, everybody. Um, uh, so the, oh my, I just lost my train of thought. Oh no. Taxi driver. Oh yeah. So, cause in that film he does descent into madness, but it's not done in a way where you're like, yeah, like cheering him on. It's just like, whoa, he just went and did all all that crazy stuff. He, he broke really. This this happens to people. Yeah. And, but in this, it's really, it's trying to be that like kind of darkly fascinating, like cool Uh kind of bad guy. But with what's, what you've seen before, especially with what the current climate is, it doesn't hit as well as yeah. I think they uh, maybe intended or, or, or as it could. And so it could very easily incite plenty of violence. Yeah. And so I think that's an issue. Um, but I think, but it's uh, some good questions or good comments, uh, Mark. So thank you that for that email. Um, and if anybody else has uh, any thoughts on it, please feel free to send us. Uh, we'd loved, love to hear from you. And what any, any, Comments on Joker just in general. Yeah. I know you haven't seen it, but in, seen in, it yet, so in, in, in any, yeah, I, I don't want to make any like broad assumptions before I see the movie. Okay, but it, I think what you say about you know the current climate and things that have sort of led up to this movie being released. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think maybe uh, it needs to be more clear that maybe it is a cautionary tale or it, it just needs to decide, mm. you know, this isn't okay. And we shouldn't identify with him. Yeah. We shouldn't think that what he's doing is okay or pitiful. We, we shouldn't feel sorry for him mm-hmm. because there are so many people out there who think like that and have shot up groups of people and it, it's and committed horrible acts of terrorism mm in our country and countries around the world. And it's, it's very, um, it's personal Mm -hmm. to a lot of people. And it, it's, you know, in this day and age, I I feel like you mentioned when I spoke to you about it at Chloe's party, maybe a decade ago, it would have been a different film. It would have been received differently, but I don't know. I, I think, we need to come away from glorifying, yeah, you know, tragic villains. You know, it, not Maleficent. You mm. know, she's different. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because <laughs> that, like, stuff like that is so fantastical. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. But I mean, even looking at there's Birds of Prey yeah. coming out next year about yeah. Harley Quinn. Like that, even though yes, that is centering around a like a, a villain in, in in many ways. 
it still s- seems so over the top. Yeah. You're like, that's, that's ridiculous. That's you know, that's, yeah. and so, but in this, it's like, it's, it made a point to ground itself in reality, yeah. which it, isn't, it feels an, an, almost like a biopic from what I've seen. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's, which isn't inherently a bad thing, no. but again, that f- finesse is not entirely there. Yeah. And so it's, yeah. uh, it's a tough, yeah. I, I mean, I think call. it almost could be really intriguing to have like a framing device of, maybe people talking about why uh, maybe if it's like after the fact of his demise or something like Mm. that, and it's like, Oh, this is where he went wrong and like sort of picking apart his journey and then using that to tell his story, Mm. but showing like, you know, he ultimately fails. He, Mm -hmm. he, you know, in the comics, there's a timeline where Harley Quinn kills him Mm -hmm. and like, you know, he should not be glorified. He should not be someone that we, take pity on yeah but i don't know that that's just my two mm-hmm. cents and i still haven't seen the movie i need to see it so that i can have even more input and right feelings but it. i mean it's it's i just saw an article it's on track to become the highest r-rated movie of all time wow. apparently which i'm surprised it, it might yeah. pass deadpool i thought deadpool was kind of like the the big the, one but yeah. I, so it seems i mean again that's another issue is everybody's seeing it yeah. You know, and so that's yeah. going to hit more and more people yeah. than it would if it was just a little A24 indie movie, yeah. you know, two million dollar budget film. So. Uh, but, yeah, it's a quite a polarizing movie for sure, yeah. even more so than I thought it would be before it yeah. came out. You know, yeah. so it's really had a, an impact. I think there are a lot of interesting dialogues happening about it. Yeah. And so maybe that could be something to take away. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. Well, yeah. Thanks again for that uh, email. And uh, again, the film buds podcast at gmail.com is where you can reach us at. Uh, please send us in any questions or comments and, or, and, and rate us on, on the show as Chloe always says, please. Uh, and we'll, we might even read, you know, your reviews on the show as we do sometimes. So that's always a, a fun time. So, all right. Well, I guess we can end off with our picks of the week. Yeah. Uh, do you have any, I mean, you've talked about a couple things already, but yeah. any, uh, Judy loved Judy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was, was that good? I was, okay. I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Um, especially because I, I love, uh, Judy garden, Judy Garland's life and her, uh, her story and the trials and tribulations that she went through. Her filmography is, is incredible. Yeah. So I, I was very invested and intrigued to see how they, hold it here and i thought it was really well done okay how's renee zellweger i liked her yeah i i liked her in chicago and i liked her here i think she's good as a singer like yeah. a, a musical actress um yeah i, I thought she was a, an interesting pick i wasn't like all for it at first and i think she really you know won me over okay good yeah um I'm I'm yeah. definitely curious about it. So yeah, I think you would like it. Okay, I think you would. It's very sad. Okay, okay. Oh, I, mean, I, I love sad. I, I love sad stuff. So <laughs> that's that's yeah. good. Uh, I I mean I I like biopics yeah. like that, especially dealing with mm-hmm. actors and yeah. uh, golden age Actually, cinema. There's a really good biopic about Judy Garland called Me and My Shadows, hmm. um, which was made. It, I don't recall the TV uh, station that it premiered on, it might've been uh, which TCM maybe 
perhaps. Mm. Uh, but anyway, it's really well done. And the actress that they had for young Judy Garland, Tammy Blanchard, mm-hmm. played one of the stepsisters in Into the Woods. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, uh, yeah. But I think it's on YouTube uh, for okay. free. I oh, recommend cool. it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, what are it, your picks of the week? Well, I I don't have a ton. I rewatched the other night. I picked up the Blu-ray of Crawl yeah. that came out earlier this year, the Gators in the House yeah. movie. My cousin what, and I were talking about it last night. Actually, yeah, it's yeah, it's which I, I mean, I still I still enjoy it a fair bit. A yeah. fair bit, excuse me. I think it's it's one of the better just straight uh, genre movies of the year. Yeah. Like it's just about this girl and father. These who are both injured during a hurricane trapped in their basement of their house and alligators come in and just, it's about them trying to survive. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's very much like aware that it's a B movie. It's not trying yeah. to say, Hey, this is, this is great. Cinema. This is, you know, yeah. Auteur <laughs> kind of stuff, but it's really tense. It's only about yeah. an hour and 20 minutes and it's stylized with how the, the hurricane looks yeah. and the storm looks, but yeah. it's really in, in, in like in the, best way yeah like you're like okay this is not real but it looks so cool yeah and and i think the budget was under 20 million and wow for a movie like that especially with scale yeah Yeah. with with the gators they look fantastic for that and it's really impressive that they pulled it off that well with that uh little money so to speak for sure and so yeah that's if you want to just a kind of a cool tense thriller survival thriller check out crawl it's like the scene in jurassic park where the kids are like trying to hide yeah. from the dinosaurs. It, w- it was like an hour and 20 minutes of that yeah. scene. Yeah, which totally. was very stressful for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but fair. I liked it. Yeah. And, and one thing, uh, and it, I think it's just been stem- stemming from the, some of the, uh, sound classes that I've been taking, but yeah. that's, it's the sound is so good in that yeah. movie. Just the, the sounds of the storm, with the alligators, the the, like done. the pipes and everything, uh, uh, clinking. And it's just, it's really, really well done and well mixed in terms atmospheric, of atmospheric, very, very atmospheric. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, I think if you go and watch it and you just pay attention purely to the like ambient sounds, it's great. You know, it's really enjoyable. So then I rewatched, uh, or kind of rewatched masterminds. On Netflix, um, yeah. which is the Zach Galifianakis, Kristen Wiig, Owen Wilson comedy from a couple years ago, which is based on this true story about this uh, group that rob a uh, not a bank, but one of the the money, um, yeah, the, like an armored truck, mm-hmm. uh, a money truck company, and it's just a very goofy uh, crime caper yeah. comedy, and it's I mean it's fine, it's it's got some moments for sure. And Zach Galifianakis is quite good, yeah. but I love Kristen Wiig. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. She's very good. Owen Wilson yeah. is very funny. And so the cast was pretty strong. Yeah. And so it's, it's by no means a masterpiece, but it's, if you need something <laughs> kind of mindless to, to watch, you can yeah. check it out. And let's say I got, I think maybe one more. Uh, oh yeah. I also rewatched uh, yesterday morning, the original Halloween, mm. which had been a while since I had seen that. And it's still yeah. really good still a classic yeah <laughs> and i mean i think especially at this point some of the acting is i mean everybody says the acting is not great in that kind of movie but yeah there are times where it's pretty bad yeah <laughs> uh, but i mean it's still like how john carpenter shoots michael myers is so great 
yeah. like it's there's the scene it's that iconic. Yeah, 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 really. And <laughs> for like, a reason. I mean, one scene that comes to mind is when the girls are walking down the street and this he speeds by in the car and the one of them yells out like hey speed kills yeah and he stops suddenly and you and, and you think okay he's gonna stop he's gonna pull back yeah. and go attack them because like there's almost that kind of relatable idea of like you walking down the street and you see this car dr- driving yeah, like crazy yeah. driving by and you might mutter something to yourself but of course even if you you yelled they either wouldn't hear you or they wouldn't stop because yeah. they're going somewhere going so quickly but in this, you're like, oh, God, is, is he going to get out? Yeah. Like, you know, but then he just keeps driving. Yeah. And so it's stuff like that that's really subtle and quiet, but it's yeah. so effective. Very much so. And so, yeah, yeah, still really good. And I'm excited for the whatever the sequels or reboot sequels, the, whatever they're doing. Whatever the new thing is. Yeah. I mean, they're shooting <laughs> some of it property. in Wilmington. So, yeah, so I heard that. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, and that, that might be be about it and just been watching some more Columbo yeah. when I need something to <laughs> to relax to so good uh, anything else for you Henry um, I think I mentioned earlier I've just been watching a lot of like spooky stuff yeah as we're getting closer to Halloween I'm like even more jazzed up for that stuff yeah um, I watched the movie on Netflix Eli the other day hmm. um, it's it's about this sick kid who can't go outside and he goes to a facility to be treated and then starts seeing ghosts. Oh, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's like a B horror movie. Mm. Um, is that a, like a Netflix original or is it just on? I, I think it's a Netflix original. Um, or at least they were going to try to release it. Um, I want to say it's through Paramount. Mm. I think they didn't know how to market it. And so they just put it on Netflix. <laughs> Basically, I think right. they sold the rights to Netflix and they were like, here, we don't know how to put yeah. this in theaters. Um, but it surprised me. I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. It's, yeah. you know, not a great movie, but I enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, I saw the Suspiria remake. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love really Tilda Swinton. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked it quite a bit as well. Yeah. I, I really thought it was great that there were no men in the film at all, except for the doctor mm. who, was Tilda Swinton yeah. in full <laughs> prosthetic makeup. Yeah. So even when you have this one male character, it's still a woman, mm-hmm. you know, deep down. And so I, I thought that was a really interesting choice yeah. uh, to make it, you know, about power struggles within, you know, this, this group of strong women. Yeah. And, and in terms of like, even just comparing it to recent yeah. films, the horror yeah. elements of that movie are like truly horror horrific yeah really like, different from what we've seen they're like genuinely disturbing yeah. i'm like oh this is <laughs> i i <laughs> you know and compared to the original suspiria as well it's like the two directors have very different ideas of what's painful to watch and what's horrific and i think in this you know the the horror scenes that we see are agonizing, mm-hmm. like painful they, to watch. They they linger too. They, they really linger. <laughs> like they they want you to look and take it all in. Yeah, like and, the I mean the one that comes to mind is the the body yeah the, the uh, dance uh, thing. T- twisting yeah yeah aspect. That's that's brutal. And a lot of it. Um, I I was watching the special features stuff, and um, with that they had like a latex prosthetic leg hmm. and a prosthetic arm and then her real arm and leg were in green screen so a lot of it is hmm. pro- uh like practical interesting um and they just edited out 
what they needed to so that what you see is tangible. Yeah. You know, like real in the space. Yeah. Um, not just fully CGI. Interesting. Yeah. And I, I mean, one thing I think kind of what we've talked about earlier, but it, that movie does feel very out of place in a, yeah. in a good way. Like it feels yeah. very like you could have told me it came out in the eighties. Yeah. Like, okay. That makes yeah. sense. Stylistically. You know? Like it, it has that sort of seventies, eighties, like art film. Vibe yeah. And it's it, it shot on film. It uh, is, and yeah. so it gives it that grainy oh, old look and it, it looks, yeah. I love film grain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and yeah, I mean, now I will say I, I don't love her completely, but I am starting to warm up on Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. She's starting at first when yeah. she first started out, I was not crazy about her, like yeah. like kick ass and stuff like that. Just not really doing no. much for me. But I think she's been changing it up recently. So like she was in Greta. Yeah. Uh, which was a really fun little B thriller. Good, yeah. And good and then in this. And so she's starting to kind of I'm starting to in, watch for her films. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm I'm glad that you're coming around to her. Yeah, I've always loved her. I loved her in Carrie. Um, oh yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, the, it's that's it's. I mean, that movie is quite a. You have to be. You have to be in ready. It. You gotta like, be ready. I, I turned my phone off and put it away because I knew that like you know I, I don't want to be scrolling on my phone or something mm-hmm. at the same time because you really do have to be invested and involved. Yeah, and I I love that Berlin setting. Yeah, you know it's really good. The architecture. Yeah, I mean it's it's so brutalist and and the the harsh angles and everything. Uh, it's oppressive. Almost, yeah. Oh, for sure. Which really fits the theme of, of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. So and the sound design also. Yes. Really. Yeah. Talking about great. sound design. Yeah. Really. Really um, good. Because there's this whole sort of overarching. Uh, like the three themes without giving too much away. Um, it's there's rain, which is directly related to one of the three like founding, witch uh, matriarchs. Mm-hmm. And then there's size. There, there's a lot to do with breathing, which is important to rituals, but also dance. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you pay attention, a lot of the scenes are sort of bookended with like breathing and sighing and stuff like that. Um, and and sight the way that characters uh sight interactions mm-hmm. uh their their gaze i think is very important yeah uh, totally so anyway a, a lot of interesting choices yeah and i mean i love i, I guess black swan kind of started it but this yeah. like art house dark dance yeah. subgenre yeah. we're getting you know like uh just I love dance is tough, yo. Yeah, like it's just like looking any kind of I mean any behind the scenes at yeah. a at a like a art school of any kind is yeah. interesting to me anyways, but I think this dark ballet yeah, uh, you know and I love Black Swan yeah. so much. Yeah, like yeah. It, thank you for starting this trend if you did. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, that I think it's an interesting new world that yeah. people are just going into, which is, for uh, sure. I mean, I hope it doesn't get overused, but I mean, yeah. I think at, at this point it's, it's an interesting setting. It's fresh and it's, it's, it's interesting. So, yeah. um, but yeah, check out if you haven't seen, it. I guess it's on Amazon prime. Yeah. That's so where you, I watched it. Cool. So check it out. Yeah. It's like almost a year old, but yeah. Cause I, I met, I had wanted to see it in the theater, but it yeah. was gone in like a week. If know, that. It was so quick. So, yeah. which I mean, it makes sense. It's not, a movie that a modern audience is going to love, but (laughs) not at all. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess that about does it. Yeah. Had a 
some good talks for yeah, sure. I think so. Yeah, and so next week, um, well, I guess the the Irishman might be coming up. The new big yeah. Martin Scorsese movie. I don't know if that's in the first uh first few days of November or maybe it might be the week after. But yeah, um, and I think Jojo Rabbit is starting to come around at some point soon. Yeah, and so I think there are a couple choices that we could do some some good choices uh, coming up in the next week or two that we'll definitely try and cover for next show. And Chloe should be back uh, if all works out. And we will at some point, not a formal review, but we'll do a little like maybe picks of the week review of that uh, screener that we got. And so, yeah, be some fun stuff to look forward to for sure. And yeah, don't forget to check out the music buds. If you have not yet, it's a, a really fun time. Yeah. And yes, uh, we do have a Facebook page for the theater buds podcast so you can go ahead and like it and it, it won't be for a little while but we can at least get the ball rolling and i, and I know some people already have liked it yeah. so i appreciate that and we'll get <laughs> twitter and all that stuff going down the road if uh whenever we end up doing it so but stay tuned early january yeah yeah something like that yeah because you know everybody we all got busy stuff going on so it's it's already hard enough to do two and yeah. so <laughs> i don't even know why i suggested three <laughs> i don't even know why i suggested we do three but you know it's i think it'll be fun once we get it going so uh yeah well henry thanks so much for taking the time i mean thanks you're always welcome me. yeah Thank feel you. free to come back anytime and yeah. um especially since chloe wasn't able to come i appreciate you I jumping in yeah so yeah uh, i enjoyed it very much so yeah for sure and th- yeah thank you for showing me that photograph yeah. it's super cool yeah and maybe we can it's maybe at some point find a way to put it on the yes. social actually, media or something because um, i've never seen this photo before so i'm trying to do like a high quality scan oh perfect so once i do that i can send it your way cool and i'll yeah. once i get a chance to read more of the maleficent script yeah. I'll, I'll let you know what Please. what i think is i mean i just enjoy one of the <laughs> reasons why i like the theater butts idea is just like getting back into reading yeah any kind of script yeah or 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 uh play and it's just i mean my favorite thing is directions like yeah. stage directions and seeing what the writer was intending for mm-hmm. the people to do in terms of like body movements or uh directions and stuff like that it's just so interesting to see that insight yeah and when i i started to tell people about the theater buds i just went back and read like the first couple pages of like uh a streetcar named desire yeah. uh, Macbeth, and just just yeah. kind of like random whatever i had laying around yeah. and that's exactly Classics. what i was i hadn't yeah. even really thought of it is interesting to read even just from author to author yeah how they're they write a scene yeah and not, not just uh dialogue but just scene description Setting up the scene and so oh. it's cool i'm telling you it's, it's gonna be good yeah. it's gonna be good <laughs> so yeah uh yeah, well, make sure to check out thefilmbuds.com if you haven't yet, and themusicbuds.com. They're just, you know, you can donate, uh, look at, you know, other posts, check out episodes, all that fun stuff. Follow us on social media. So make sure to do that if you have not yet. But all right, well, Henry, thanks again. Thank uh, you. And uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>